This program is brought to you by BCN Supplements, where we focus on building you from the inside out. We provide you with supplements that not only help you look good, but are also good for your health. Head to www.bcnsubs.com to nourish your body while you sit back and nourish your brain with our podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Built from the Inside Out. I said I was going to take a break, but I have with me someone very special that I wanted to share with you guys. And it's a subject that had been requested and I just hadn't had the, I guess, the courage to talk about it. So I have with me podcaster Vanessa Ceballos. Thank you for being here today. No, thank you so much. It is honestly an honor just being able to share a conversation with you. So, so thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate you being here today. So for those who might want to know a little bit about you, can you tell us what your background is and also how you started your podcast? Because that's when I, when I heard your podcast, well, you left me a comment on one of my posts on Instagram. So I said, okay, let me go listen to her podcast. And I was like, wow. I was like, I need to have her on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're amazing. Um, so, and actually you did have a lot of influence, um, uh, you know, with me starting my own. So, you know, just a little bit about myself, you know, you know, first and foremost, definitely my most important roles at the moment for me are, you know, just a mother. So I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, a friend, an employee. Um, but also a little bit about my background is I have a bachelor's degree in psychology from Texas Tech. So go Red Raiders. And um, yeah, exactly. So, um, and right now I'm actually working on my counseling degree from West Texas A&M University. So I'm I'm juggling that. I'm juggling podcasting and mothering at the same time. Love it. Um, okay. With being a counseling, I feel like I have definitely found my true calling and just being able to speak that life into people. Um, so it's been amazing. A little bit about what I'm doing now is I'm actually working as a family support specialist. So I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one individual sessions with children and adolescents. And, you know, I get children that come in with depression and anxiety and um, low self-esteem and, and just lack of anger control. So my job is to kind of help them be able to identify those triggers um, and to also help them kind of navigate through that um, so with coping skills and and such so love my job and, and I've learned so much from it too that sounds awesome maybe we can even touch a little bit on those subjects since I know it's something that a lot of people suffer how do you say it? they suffer from that I guess yeah, yeah, they, they yeah. deal with it or they kind they of face through it. it. Yeah. So yeah. um, and I know that you mentioned a little bit about my podcast. Um yeah. with that, with the podcast, you know, that is it, it's so funny how all this got started. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back a little bit. Okay, but... yeah. I was gonna ask you if that is if had anything to do with you starting wanting to start a podcast, what you what you do now? Because I know it's very like marriage based right now, right? When yes, right now. Other topics. Yeah. Okay. So absolutely. I'll let, I'll let you tell them about it. <laughs> Yes, so absolutely. So get this. Um, I remember I was actually in a meeting with one of my families and, you know, I was advising them on some communication skills that they could use to kind of improve um, the communication with their teenager, which everyone knows it's not easy to do. 
And about a month later, the family comes back to me. They're like, oh, this was great. It worked out. And, and of course, you know, it was, it was that high um, of the day. And, and, you know, Mm -hmm. I felt very fulfilled at the moment. And I was like, man, I wish I could just reach out to more people, reach out to more women and specifically reach out to families about every topic, about connecting with your youth, about um, connecting within yourself. And um, at that moment, like the first thing that came to mind was podcast. Um, and I, and I am a podcast junkie. Like I love listening to podcasts. Um, but, and I always say that this had to have been a God thing because I was trying to live low profile. I, you know, would post very minimum. So exposing myself more than anything, uh, no, like I didn't want to, but, um, I shortly after dismissed it and I dismissed it out of fear. Um, So that I feel like this past year, that's the one lesson I've learned is the emotion of fear. So fear started to just really, and the only word I can use is debilitate me. It started Mm -hmm. to debilitate me. It started to keep me in bondage. It started to, fear will silence you. Fear will keep you um, in in one place. Fear will keep Mm -hmm. you from reaching goals. Um, So it was for a whole, um, maybe 10 months, it was back and forth. Yes, I'm going to do it. No, you know, like, who am I? Like, I'm not nobody. Um, No, no, I'm going to do it. And then I'd come back to, well, you know, because I knew I wanted it to be educational. I'm like, well, I don't even have my master's yet. Um, And then I remember you starting your podcast. And I was like, wow, you know, she's so amazing. Like she started, I started listening to it. I was like, this is so great. Um, But then, and I'm going to be honest, like, it goes to a moment where even comparison starts to go in. And Mm. I'm like, wow, she has all these amazing people. Like, um, I don't know anyone to start bringing into my (laughs) podcast. And um, I'm going to share this with you because I feel like this is really important. And and it it even played a grain. But um, I remember talking to my sister about it. And I'm like, yo, you know, there's this girl on my social media and she started one. And um, and my sister's like, well, who are you talking about? I go to your Instagram. And on your bio, I believe you have a quote um, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear, yes. Yes. right? <laughs> yes, and I remember, yes. is, yeah, I'm telling you, girl, it spoke mm-hmm. deep into me. Oh. And I'm like, okay, you know, like there's that grain too. And then of course, having my daughter, like she, if, if I don't teach her to chase her goals, if I don't teach her to dream big, then who is, you know? Right. And, yes. and I, I don't want her, oh. I don't want fear to let her keep her from goals. So I'm like, I, I mm-hmm. have to do this. So um, I launched it uh, and it's going great. I found like this mm-hmm. is truly um, what I was called to do. And mm-hmm. my very first episode, um, the podcast is called Imperfect Woman. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if I wanted to be that imperfect woman, if I knew that if I wanted to be able and go into places that nobody's ever been through, I would have to take layers off myself and start being vulnerable in front of the mic. I knew I would have to start being um, not only vulnerable, but um, transparent as well. Talk about the pains that I've gone through, things that have made me cry, things that have made me um, break down in fetal position and just cry. Um, So, and and I'm going to be honest with you. um, Actually, I did not reveal everything on my first episode just because there's still so much that I'm trying to process there's still so much that I'm still trying to work through and and Mm -hmm. I'm sure eventually you know I'll 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 be able to talk about it but first I need to heal because heal people can heal people 
Right. And there's certain yes. topics that yeah. I'm not there yet, but um, that's what motivated me to do the podcast. So, you know, partially thank you to you too for Aww. encouraging and empowering women. <laughs> that means a lot to me because when I do these, sometimes I'm like, I don't know if people are even listening or I don't even know if they're helping anyone. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? I don't care if it's not like huge. I'm like, if it, I can help one person, I'm like, I'm good. That's all I need. So to hear from you that it motivated you or it like gave you that little push like I almost cried earlier when you were saying that (laughs) (laughs) no well thank thank you you. and I really keep doing what you're doing and keep um just because you really do influence other people to to chase their dreams just as much thank you that means a lot yeah because I was even thinking about you know taking a break and I had some people tell me they're like no just keep going just keep do it over zoom you know it's less time consuming over zoom and I'm like okay I'll keep doing it yeah yeah so, okay, so let's go a little bit into, so we're talking about your podcast. How can, you said it's called Imperfect Woman, right? So they go into Spotify and they just type in Imperfect Woman and they can find it? Absolutely. So Spotify, Apple, you know, just all your favorite pla- um, platforms, um, Imperfect Woman, the mm-hmm. I am um, is going to be in parentheses. So it could be either imperfect or imperfect um uh, woman and it like really that. then yeah so the That's name behind it was I like that. yeah <laughs> the name behind it was influenced through just my imperfections and how I've had to learn to view my my imperfections as perfections mm. um so just that's where the name was kind of influenced on is just being able to um see myself in a different lens I like that and how many episodes do you have right now Oh, right now, actually tomorrow, we're going to be airing number five. Okay. I'm super excited about it. I really am. Um, like, and you know what I've loved about it is that I can meet people. I can connect with people. Okay. I can talk with people. So it's right. been amazing. So number five. Okay. That's awesome. So your first one was just you by yourself. And then you talked about bringing on other people, which I think it's great. But the first one, when I heard it, just you, just you being you and sharing your story, I felt like that was very powerful. So whenever earlier, whenever you said that you were comparing yourself, like I was bringing in all these people, well, sometimes it's not, you know, they bring in great value to the podcast, but you yourself, who you are and your story and the things you know, the things you can share with people, that's very valuable. So I'm so glad you decided to go for it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Let's talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about the first episode. So the first episode is called Imperfect Me. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, I feel like that's the episode that's starting to peel layers away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and put a disclaimer that, you know, there might be some, you know, just the trigger warnings. It might be some triggers for anybody yeah. out there. So, you know, just a disclaimer. But one of the things that I talk about and I am very passionate about is the sexual abuse. Okay, so um, and, and I'm, I'm going to share my story with you because I feel like it's very important to know. But um with sexual abuse, we have to keep in mind that not every woman's sexual abuse looks the same, okay? So my, may, my story may be one, but the person next to me might be another. Does it make one worse than the other? Absolutely not. Um, because they're both situations that shouldn't have happened. They're both situations that at the end of the day um, will conflict us in one point in, or one part of our lives. Um, so with that one, um, at girl, at age four, I remember going to the store with my mom and it was plain daytime and my mom runs into a friend. She stands there and she's talking to the friend. We're about to pay actually. 
and a guy comes and stands on my right side. And um, I just remember him placing his hand over the area that my mom said, nobody's supposed to touch nobody. And he placed his hand there and just started caressing, started fondling. Okay. My mom can still tell you that she remembers I was like getting between her legs, just trying to cave inside of her and that she would look down and say, Vanessa, what's wrong? And she'd just put me on her other side. And the gentleman, I'm not even going to call him a gentleman. Hell the no. guy yeah. would come around and do the same thing. And you know, one of those times I remember, and this is this is the part that I wish I can erase from my memory. This is the part that I wish I had just that eraser and just, I don't want to have that recollection, but I remember it so vividly. I remember how the sun was shining. I remember the color of his shirt, but I remember having that I don't even know how to, the only way I can explain it is gut-wrenching feeling. The feeling in my gut, in, in my throat, just uncomfortable. And I remember looking up just like this at him. Keep in mind, I'm four, maybe five, keep looking up at him. And I remember like grinning out of nervousness, out of wanting to say, can you stop? And this is the image that I wish I could erase, but him looking down at me and just smiling, just smiling. And oh, that's, that's the image that I'm like, you sicko. Like you did this to me when I was four or five years old. Thank God that I had a mom who always educated me on this. Vanessa, nobody touches you on that area. If anything ever happens, you come tell me. My mother would even go to the extent to tell me the type of um, blackmail they would use. For an example, if you tell anyone, I'll kill you. If you tell anyone, I'll kill your family. If you tell anyone, they'll be mad at you. If you tell anyone, um, I could go to jail. You don't want that, do you? So my mother would not only tell me, Vanessa, you have to always recognize this, but tell your friends, okay? So I remember being um, little, six, seven years old and, and, and telling my cousins and telling my friends, hey, my mom said that nobody's supposed to touch us there. So going back to the story when I was four, um, we were leaving the store and I told my mom, I said, mom, you know that guy that stood next to me? And I went on to explain, of course, just like any parent would react, you know, she went back and, and they tried looking for, for the guy and um, he was nowhere to be found. So, but I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to share that with her. One thing that I talk about in my podcast is what happens when you know the person? So what, is it going to change? Is it going to be different when you know the person so I'm going to fast forward a little bit, um, and this is going to be, I, I, was, I was definitely in high school, and there was a specific friend that, that, he was a family friend, we all have those family friends, and um, he would always help everyone, and he was great, and he was friendly, and he was funny, and he would bring us things, and it was great. Um, one specific time he was in town, 
And um, he asked if, you know, he could stay over at the house. Of course, you know, yes, you can definitely stay. We have an extra bedroom. And um, I remember I had this habit of waking up like at five, six in the morning. I don't even know, but, you know, to shower and straighten your hair and do high school things. And, and um, I remember one day I was walking down the hall and his light was on. I thought it was weird because it was really early and I just kept walking and he said, hey, Vanessa, I, I still remember where in the hallway I stopped. And I still remember that feeling coming over me like, oh, this, why are you calling me? This isn't right. I turned around because, why did I turn around? Because I felt like I needed to keep my manners. And I, I remember turning around and saying, oh, hi. Um, he said, come here. I stood at the edge of, of what separated the hall and his bedroom. And being the well-mannered person I thought I was being, being um, a good host like I thought I needed to be, I said, yeah, did, did you need water? Did you need something? And he just looks back at me and he says, no, no, no. He said, I, I just wanted a hug. I said, oh, okay. And I, I took like half a step forward. Remember, I was just getting out of the shower. I had no bra on. I had a t-shirt on, but I had no bra on. So he placed his arms around me and just pressed me, like pressed my breast against him and started just rubbing on my back. So I remember walking back to my room and just like, that just felt wrong. Like that just shouldn't have happened. The next day it happened again. And people say, well, why did you let it happen more than once? Here's why. When it happens the first time, I didn't think. I, I got to a point where I was like, no, surely he wouldn't do that. Like, no, he, he's, a, he's a good friend. You know, like, no, I'm sure I read too much into it. I'm sure that's not what it was. I dismissed my feelings. I dismissed that gut feeling. Um, so that next day when it happened again, that's when I was like, mm, you know what? I'm not comfortable with this. I had to change my schedule around. I had to take a different way. I couldn't shower at, at my convenience. I couldn't shower when I felt like it at home. And one um, day, actually, I remember, and this, this is another one of those memories that I just wish I could erase, honestly, but it was definitely the middle of the night. It was the middle of the night because I remember just being dark outside. I remember I had been asleep for a while and he walked into my room and he woke me up. And keep in mind, this, this guy, he's maybe in his 50s. I was in mm -hmm. high school. And he woke me up and he said, hey, Vanessa, um, I'm actually about to leave. The first thing that came to my mind was, what are you doing here? Like, why are you in my room? Like, get out. And I just said, oh, okay, bye. He said, no, 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 no. He said, um, aren't you going to give me a hug? And I'm telling you, I'm, I, I know people can't see it, but I'm shaking as I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, but I just remember my left arm just tossing it over to him and just saying, okay, bye. Like, kind of like, okay, just, just get out. To my knowledge, nothing happened. That, that was it. I don't remember anything. I don't remember him leaving. I don't remember him doing anything more. I, I just remember tossing my arm 
and him started caressing my arm. And um, again, it was that moment where I knew something just wasn't right. So he said he was about to leave. So you had to come into my bedroom to say bye. That next morning, the, the next memory I have is waking up early in the morning. I would say for me early was maybe eight in the morning and hearing his truck on. And the first thought was, I thought he said he was about to leave. I walked out of my bedroom and I ran into my grandma and I said, hey, is he still here? And she said, oh yeah, yeah, he's just getting ready to go. And thinking back and I'm like, did I, did I dream? Did I make this up? And dismissing it. So in, I'm gonna share with you something that I actually didn't even mention on my podcast because um, fear and fear keeps you silent and I don't want to be silenced. Um, I talked to my grandma about it and I told her, uh, and she said, you need to talk to your mom. And I did. Mom's first reaction, like any human, I feel like, first instinct, well, not instinct, but reaction was, are you, are you sure? Like, no, you sure? Like, mom, yes. When I sensed that disbelief, I swore that I would never say anything. I stayed quiet for years. Years I stayed quiet. This was high school. I'm maybe 16, 17. I would say about 16. I'm 33 now. And for years I stayed silent about it. So that's why I tell women, and, and even like with the kiddos that I work now, um, I always ask the mom, have you had that conversation? Yes, we have. And I've had some families that are like, no, you know, she's still too little. I'm like, no, five years old is not too little. Yeah. You have to educate your children. Nobody touches you there. Nobody touches you in these areas. Another thing that I would definitely um, tell parents to tell your children is don't be afraid to be rude. If you get that ugly feeling, that feeling of I need to get out, the feeling of this isn't right, don't be afraid to be rude. Forget manners, say what you have to say and get out. Because yeah. that's the reason that I went back that second time to go take a shower. Not because, oh, I liked the attention. No, but because I was afraid to be rude. That's why I turned around when he called my name and I walked up to that front or to, to um, his, his, um, the side of his room because I thought I needed to be well-mannered and, and I can't be rude. So one of the things I would say is if your child or even if you, if any woman out there, if you have that, don't be afraid to be rude because we should not have to go through this. Yeah. Um, so going back to me telling my mom, and, and this is the part that I actually didn't share on my podcast with her disbelief, you know, and, and we stayed silent about it. I stayed silent about it. Um, and I remember years later, um, finding out that he passed away and the whole family was like, oh my God, that's so sad. And, you know, the way he passed away, you know, I think it's justice, but the way he passed away um, was almost inhumane. And um, the family was so sad. And in my head, and it's gonna, it, it might make me sound horrible, I don't know, but in my head, I just remember thinking, good, good. Um, but then shortly after feeling um, bad, like, Vanessa, why would you say that? Why would you think that about a human being? Like, no, remember he helps people. Remember he helps all of us. Almost trying to brainwash myself. 
Um, years went by, years went by, and I finally talked to my sister about it. And um, I feel like that was the moment that I was finally able to accept the fact that it did happen and accept the fact that I didn't do anything wrong. Me showering in, at 5 a.m. in my home, that, was, that wasn't my fault. Yeah. The fact that, you know, that I threw my arm at you, like trying to get away, that wasn't my fault. The -hmm. fact that I was standing at five years old in front of my mom's um, or with my mom at the store and and just looking, that wasn't my fault either. A few years ago, actually, maybe, maybe four years ago, if that, I brought it up with my mom again. And I, I, I don't share about this in my podcast, um, but I brought it up again and she, she couldn't remember, to be honest with you, the, the, the incident. And she just said, Vanessa, are you sure I, I didn't do anything? I said, no. I said, but that's okay, mom. I was like, you know, time's gone by. We talked about it. We cried. Um, we asked for forgiveness one with the other. Um, and forgiveness really is such a healing tool. It is such a powerful um, healing tool that that we all need to um, learn. So I feel like just talking to my mom about it um, and my sister and, you know, even hearing her say, I am so sorry I didn't take more action. Um, Even hearing her say that was just healing enough. Um, And now talking about it um, has been even more of a healing process. So that was one of the incidents that I've gone through. And now I have um, dedicated time and um, to not only educate my, the children that I work with, the adolescents that I work with, um, but I know that once my daughter is able to understand, that's one lesson we're going to talk about for sure. Right. Yeah. Man, I just been listening and I didn't want to interrupt, but I'm like, oh, keep your emotions in check. <laughs> <laughs> It like it makes me mad just listening, you know, to this. Like going back to your four-year-old self, like in the grocery store. It was a grocery store, right? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that it can happen in broad daylight with your parent right there. It like it just blows my mind. Like what is in these people's heads? Like for them to go and do something like this, and. I, I think it's really good of your mom to have talked to you at especially so young about this because I know a lot of parents don't they don't want to bring it up like you said some of them are like oh she's too young or it's just an uncomfortable topic that they don't want to talk about so the fact that you knew and that she had talked to you about that I think that's great um so whenever the second incident ha- or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it um so her reaction was just, are you sure? And then, and then y'all left it at that or you didn't ask she, anything else about it? No, she said, are you sure? Like it was, like I said, that disbelief. So when mm-hmm. I saw that, I just, I, I turned off. I shut the conversation down. It's not going to happen. I put it in the backstroke. I just um, didn't bring it up again. And in my head, I'm like, well, maybe it didn't happen until like years later, I had to accept it. Like, no, it did happen and it shouldn't have happened. Um, So, I mean, going back to what I tell parents is just, it's easy to report when you don't know the person, but if you know the person, 
um, it's like, will you believe them? Mm. So regardless of who it is, if your child comes with any type of outcry, one, make that safe space, make the safe space to where they can come to you. You're not going to get mad. You're not going to um, um, disregard them. You're not going to um, not believe them, but you're going to be there to support them. I'm, I'm not mad at my mom. That that I do want to make clear. Like, I'm absolutely not yeah. mad at her. Um, her and I actually have, she's my best friend. So we, we have mm-hmm. the best relationship. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, it was definitely a moment. And so and you know what? I even had to learn about her past too. So when her and I talked about it, and, and I don't even share this on my podcast, she's probably going to be mad at me for saying anything. But um, when we had that conversation, we dug so deep into it that then I was able to learn on her behalf too. So um, it, it's amazing. I, I want to say that it's like one in four women that get abused in some way, which is, it's too much way too much um yeah it should be zero yeah exactly and um women don't talk about it so when I released that episode um you know I just remember thinking like oh my god like this what, what am I doing like oh my god this is so embarrassing and within hours just having women like message me friends that I have been friends with for years and saying hey something like this happened to me too and me too and me too and all these messages me too and I'm like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is amazing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, fears, you know, going back to fear, fear is mm-hmm. what um, keeps a lot of people silenced. Mm-hmm. And fear is one of those things that um, it's not going to go away. Like fear doesn't go away. So we just kind of have to learn to cope with it um, right. and speak regarding the fear. hmm And I'm so sorry that you went through that. And I'm so proud of you now for being so brave to speak out about this. And a lot of women will relate to you. A lot of women will feel, you know, like they can look at you and be like, she overcame this. She went through a healing process and now she's speaking about it. And what would you say to someone who maybe is going through something like that at the moment and they're scared to speak up because maybe like you said it's a family member um and that's probably the hardest that that's actually a really good question um and to kind of just tell you a little bit on that um I've actually talked to a lot of women regarding this um a lot of women who've been abused um, or even raped by their own dads um family members um I've talked to children about this as well um and they, we all say the same thing is to heal from it. One of the first steps you have to forgive. And, and I'm not talking necessarily about forgiving the other person, you know, that that's, you know, but forgiving yourself more than anything, that it was never your fault. Um, right. So healing process always starts with forgiveness. Um, and I even spoke to um, an, an amazing human being a couple of years back and she even got to the point where she said, I, I had to forgive my father. And I did. And that's the moment that I started healing from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would I say to a woman who maybe currently, I would say, um, it's not your fault. I would say, um, I'm sorry that you're going through this and you shouldn't have to go through this. 
Um, and my only advice is to find someone, find a friend, find a counselor, find someone um, that could help you not only heal, but to get out of the process as well. And again, every story is so different, uh, but definitely it's just reach out to someone, someone that could help you because that's what I had to do. I had to reach out to my sister. I had to speak out. Uh, my sister's not a counselor, but she helped me. I had to talk to my mom about it. Um, my dad doesn't know. I, I will tell you that my dad does not know. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't think to this day he knows. Um, am I going to tell him? Probably not. You know, yeah. I feel like um, it's happened. I've healed from it. I've moved forward. Mm -hmm. um, no, I don't think I will, but um, I, that's, that would be my advice is that it's not your fault mm -hmm. um, to forgive yourself and to find mm -hmm. someone. And then if they go to someone who they think they can trust and that person kind of doesn't believe them or doesn't, because I've known of cases too, where like the daughter goes to the mom and the mom either one doesn't believe or two takes the dad's or stepdad or whoever it is, their side and doesn't really do anything to help her. What would you say, what do they do then? For the child? Yes. There's always somebody that's going to be ready to listen. That person is going to be a teacher. That person is going to be the school counselor. That person is going to be your um, friend's mom. But there's always going to be somebody, right? It might not be your mom. And, and, and I've been in cases too where the mom doesn't believe the child. But guess what? I'm there. I'm there listening to the child. I'm there reaching out to the child. I'm there to advocate for someone. Um, so the child may not have mom, but there's always someone out there who's going to believe you and who's going to take action and advocate for you as the children. That's what I would do too. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're listening and you went to someone already and they didn't believe you or they acted like they didn't care, know that there is other people that you can turn to that will help. Help is out there. Yes, definitely. Help is out there. Um, it's a touchy subject. Um, mm -hmm. And always use discernment on who are you going to go to. Um, mm -hmm. Make sure that the person you do go to is not triggered by it, and even though you, that's kind of something hard to foretell. But um, mm -hmm. just because if it is a trigger, typically they will shut it down. Mm, okay. so um but yes that there's there's always somebody out there that's willing to take action for you yeah if not and call me sis and I will do it <laughs> <laughs> yes and we'll leave all your information on here too Thank so you. they can reach out to you if anything um so let's say you're the person that they're coming to what advice do you have to someone who is you know being the one that's being confided on in I'm going to share how you would say it. Yeah, definitely. So if it's a child or anyone under the age, that's when, of course, you know, I have to take legal actions. Um, even if it was in the past, even if it was something that was, that happened, um, I don't know, 10 years ago, then I, by law, I have to take action. I have to um, do some form. If it's something that, um, you know, it's already been out and they're just kind of trying to come and heal to me. One of the always things that we always have, to, because your self-esteem is going to get you. That mm -hmm. self-esteem is going to be affected. So mm -hmm. if a, a child or even a woman comes to me and we're discussing this one forgiveness, for sure, you have to forgive yourself. 
that is one of the first steps to any um, type of healing. Um, and, and then number two is let's start working on that self-worth. Let's start working on that self-esteem. Let's start seeing yourself um, on, on a whole different um, lens, on seeing that glass half full. Does that take work? Absolutely, it takes work. And I know because I've been there. Um, but it, it's just that constant reminder of who you are not what the situation tells you you are, not what the media tells you you are, not what other people say you are, but who you are um, within yourself and who you believe you are. And not only that, but who you are planning to be in the future. So that would be my focus um, with any woman or even children that, that I may be working with. It's just that forgiveness, self-worth and um, goal-oriented. So where are you going to be? Because this isn't going to keep you um, in bondage. This isn't going to keep you in one place. It didn't for me. It's not going to for me. Um, if anything, and, and like the Bible says, you know, that God will use um, all evil to good. So in other words, um, if we, all the evilness that did happen, but guess what? Now I'm going to use it to be able to empower women and be able to give that voice to women and give that courage and confidence to women. Um, so that is where I want to stand is um, sure it happened to me. And it might be happening to you too. Um, but us women, we're, we're amazing human beings. We're amazing creatures, to be honest with you. Um, so many stories that I've heard and I'm like, wow, and we surpassed all this. We're amazing. Yeah. And then what about a girl, maybe a younger, you know what? I just realized I have my lights off. Let me turn them on real quick. <laughs> all right, there you go. Uh, let's say a younger girl. Uh, who maybe is in school and her little friend comes and tells her and confides this in her, um, turn to a school counselor? Would that be your advice? Yes, for sure. I mean, I feel like school counselors, the teachers, they are just such great um, advocates. They know the signs to look for. They know um, exactly what to take actions. So um, for any little child and, and definitely go tell someone, go tell the secretary if you have to. Um, you know, I actually, and, and I feel like I have to say this, I, I, I don't know if you've read this meme that's gone around on social media, but it's a meme and it says um, that a little girl went up to her teacher and said, hey, my uncle um, licked my cookie. And that she was like, oh, you know, well, then you should just buy or get another cookie. And sometimes we teach kids these terms, the cookie, the, the, the I, I don't know, whatever other terms there may be out there. Um, no, let, let's call them what they are. Even if you use words okay. like, hey, um, the, my private area, even, even okay. that, I feel like it's okay, but it's okay mm -hmm. to use the word vagina. It's okay to use the word your penis. It's okay to use, um, I actually had a friend that would call it the no-no area, which yeah. I actually find that kind of cute. Yeah. yeah. So um, for like the little kids, they would use that. Mm -hmm. So then going back to the teacher, um, it was just, and, and this is just something that I read on social media, but I found it to be such, such a powerful message behind it. It was just, um, later she found out what a cookie meant. Mm. So that's when she had to take legal action, of course. So um, for little kids, I mean, teachers are great, great people. Um, school counselors, the school secretary, principals, mm. um, they all know what to look for. So they're great yeah. advocates for children too. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, uh, I guess as a mom, maybe she 
like again it's a hard conversation to have so maybe she didn't want to use that word when she was teaching her daughter like you know but yeah exactly. that's very important yeah because it it's such a taboo you know um topic nobody yes. wants to talk about this the word vagina just kind of feels weird even saying it but if we don't educate our children the way it's supposed to be someone else is going to um, yeah. And I refuse to let any media, I refuse to let any um, locker room educate my daughter. It's going to come from me. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I want that to be done the right way. So going back to the whole like term of like cookies and stuff like that, is it uncomfortable? Absolutely. Um, and, and I don't judge anyone who uses it, you know, if, if people use it, you know, to each their own, but uh, definitely when we come to educating our children, it's okay to use those terms, even if it's a little uncomfortable at times. And I've actually had families, moms, they're like, Vanessa, I just don't know how. Or moms will tell me, hey, you know what? It, it happened to me when I was little. So I figured if I just don't talk about it, it won't happen. And yeah, we might think like, okay, that, that's kind of ironic, but um, yeah. seek someone that will help you then. Because then mm -hmm. for an example, in this case, then I was able to sit with the mom and the child and we were able to have this conversation then we were able to kind of, or I was able to kind of um, give mom some skills that she would be able to use when um, certain situations would happen or how to bring up the topic. Um, but yes, definitely. So it, it's okay to be uncomfortable, but we have to bring the education out there. Yeah, absolutely. And because I worked at an elementary school before, I was just an interventionist, but I got to see how some kids are you know live in a home where maybe the dad isn't there and the mom works all the time and sometimes it's not that the parents don't want to teach their kids but they just are so busy with other things like work and everything else in life that they don't take the time to sit down and talk to them like I had a a little boy who was in I think he was like in second grade and he was in the office one day he was always in trouble and I walked by and I was like hey I was like what are you doing here? And he was like, oh, I hit this little girl. And I'm like, what do you mean you hit her? I was like, you're not supposed to hit girls. I was like, didn't your parents teach you that? And he was like, no, ma'am. Like, and I was like, oh my God. I was like, okay. I was like, well, you're supposed to respect women or, you know, girls. I was like, you don't hit them. And then at the end of the day, when the mom showed up, because she had to go into the principal's office and get him. I was like, hey, tell her what you learned today. And she was like, I learned that you don't hit girls. And the mom was like, oh my God, thank you so much for telling him that. And I'm like, <laughs> it's something so basic, you know? And yes. so even if you're, you know, if you're a parent, whatever you have going on, nothing is more important than sitting down and just having those talks with your children, whether it's anything, just basic life advice or just basic manners, basic morals, just make the time for them. Absolutely. Yes. It's like some things that we may consider basic. Other people are like, oh, you know, yeah, I don't know how to bring this up. Um, and, you know, just kind of adding to what you said, one thing that I heard, um, uh, so it was actually somebody on the radio who talked about it and I found it to be, it was a great learning moment. Okay. So, um, the, the person on the radio was talking about how she was trying to be the cool aunt and, you know, take like her nephews out to the park and stuff like that. And she um, started like playing make-believe, like, okay, we're going to go and, you know, go into a secret hidden, um, I think she called it like a cave or like an island or something like that. Um, and it's a secret journey. And, um, but you can't tell anyone about this place. And, you know, they were just playing make-believe. Mm -hmm. um, 
because of course she was trying to be the cool aunt and Mm. that she said, oh, but you can't tell your parents about it. And one of the nephews just kind of had like a eye wide open and puzzled to look. And immediately he said, oh no, no, we don't have secrets in my family. So that moment I was like, I love this. Teach your children that in this family, we don't have secrets. That in, even if it's between parents, so uh, between um, child and parent, um, so, hey, don't, don't tell your mom I did this, okay? Hey, don't tell your daddy that I, I bought these extra pair of shoes or whatever the case is, you know? Mm-hmm. But don't tell your mom that, you know, um, I had to go buy this or even something that small because that's already kind of teaching them um, keeping things from you, okay? Right. But if yeah. you start implementing, in this family, we don't have secrets. In this family, we are honest with each other. In this family, um, and whatever the term family may look like, um, whether it's, you know, just mom and her child or, or the whole um, family or, you know, just whomever, but implementing that there in this family, we don't have secrets in this family. Um, like we that. respect each other. We um, share things. So when I read that, I, or when I was listening to that, I was like, that is so great. Like we don't, so I messaged my husband. I was like, in this family, we don't have secrets. So we're definitely going to be using that as, as our daughter grows up. So um, Yes, because it goes back to just, you know, not teaching your children that if something like this were to happen, they're not going to keep a secret from you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so important. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So let's now talk about someone who maybe went through it and is now having a hard time coping with it, because obviously this is something that's going to cause trauma. It's going to affect this person in future relationships, even maybe. what advice do you have for someone who is still trying to overcome that? That is such a hard question because I feel like it looks so different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Whereas for some people, it might affect your relationship. Other people, it might affect their self-esteem. And it other people, it might affect their general view on the world and on men. Um, one thing I would say is recognize. Recognize where it affected you. Is it your self-esteem? Is it your ability to communicate to men who have that similarity? Is it um, your ability to maintain a good relationship because you feel like all men are the same? Just because you have that uncle at age seven who put his hand down your, your, your skirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thing is recognize where it's um, affecting you. Is that an easy process? No, it's not. You know, it's, of course, mm-hmm. it's not easy, um, but it's something that's doable. And it's something that um, it must get started to or must be done. So recognize where it has affected you. And after that, take action to healing. Um, And when when I say action, I'm talking about counseling. Counseling, I'm such a huge advocate for counseling. Even if your life is going dandy, seek a counselor. Um, uh, Definitely, even like things like working out, if if there's self-esteem working out, let's build on that. or let's see, so we have counseling, we have working out, we have um, even something as simple as listening to podcasts, listening to YouTube videos, listening to that positivity that's going to empower you, that's going to educate you. So if it is something like a relationship, for an example, um, it, then educate yourself on how you could be that better spouse, that better partner, Um and, and, and so it just goes back to that slowly. It's, it's a very slow healing process. 
Um, and some people just don't heal from it completely. Um, but many learn to live to cope with it, and, which I feel like it's such an important thing. And when I say cope with it, I mean, um, like just being able to healthy continue living, regardless of the situation, um, being able to have that healthy mentality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I actually have someone in mind right now. And she came to me and uh, she was like, I want to share my story. And she told me what happened. And I don't think she's there yet to where she, you know, she's going to share it yet. But she's still in the process of healing. And she said sometimes she was like, when I would get down or sad, like she would just, those memories would come to her and then she would just cry. And it's been years now and she's still, you know, and obviously I'd, I advised her to go to counseling and she is going to counseling now. And I actually need to follow up with her and see how she's been doing. But like someone like, like that, like, because I can only imagine like having all this anger, you know, I don't know exactly. We didn't go into details or anything. She just said that she wanted to help other women also. She's like, I, I want oh. to, you know, use that for, to be able to help other women. And I'm like, I love that. I love that you want to help other people, but I know she's still in the process of healing. So I said, we need you to go to therapy first. And then, you know, I, I think you'll be ready to talk about it and help other women then. Oh, for sure. And like I said earlier, heal people will heal people. Right. just like hurt people will hurt people, heal people will heal people. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to, to your friend's um, story. Um, and you know what, the whole process of it, or just being able to talk about it, like that alone can almost be um, sometimes even embarrassing um, because you feel like people might pity you because you feel like people are going to judge you because people are going to be talking. Well, they're going to talk right. regardless. People are just going to talk, but that's just people, what people do. Um, so it's, it's almost like every time you share that story, it's almost like that recurring emotions again. But um, I'm actually really excited about your friend and, and, and I look forward to, to the day that, you know, you have her on your podcast and yeah. um, I'm able to hear her being able to walk through that and being empowered and, and empowering so many more women too. So um, mm -hmm. to your friend is, um, I would just say you're, you're amazing. Um, you are loved. You are surrounded by such amazing, uh, beautiful souls um, and that I'm proud of her. I don't know your friend. <laughs> but I'm proud of her. Yeah. I don't know her, but I know she's a beautiful soul. I don't know her, but I know that she's going to conquer it. Um, yeah. Just because that's what we do. That's what us women do. We conquer it. Yes. And um, I was going to say something and slipped my mind. We were talking about her getting help. I wanted to share her story. Ah. Sorry, it left. It, it slipped you. Nope. It slipped Girl, it does that. Yeah. We're talking about her and how she wants to help other people and how she's not going to therapy. It'll come back to me. It'll come something back to that me. I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to say that I hope that listening to this podcast helps her be okay with talking about it because, okay, go to. Going back to what you said, sometimes, you know, they're scared to be judged or, and that's one thing she told me, she said, I'm scared of how people who know me are going to look at me now if I speak publicly about this. So she, she was just kind of on the fence about it because she doesn't want to be judged or seen as mm -hmm. less, but at the same time, she wants to talk about it because she wants to be able to help other women. So 
I hope watching this podcast and listening to you talk about your story uh, motivates her to to speak about hers. Yeah, no, and you know, um, one thing that I, that I would add to that is just, I mean, people are going to judge. People are going to, it, it's going to happen, um, but you never know. That family member might be the one that comes to you and says, hey, me too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, being that is, um, but of course at her timing, whenever she's ready, we're, we're here yeah. to support her and here to love on her and, um, yeah, encourage her as well. Yeah. And she's not the only one, actually the person who requested this topic or suggested this topic is another friend. And I told her, I was like, should I, you know, we were talking about how we should do it. And I said, should I bring in a counselor or should I bring in someone who, is a survivor and she said well it's really hard to talk about and I asked her if she would want to do it and she said I'm not there yet so also I hope this also helps her and something you know that she heard you say kind of because it's hard you know like obviously you can't like be like oh listen to this and you'll be okay no but hopefully something that you said helps her and recognizing that you're not there yet, even that alone is powerful. Like being able to say, you know what, I'm not there yet. As long as you use the yet, because with the word yet, you're telling me, but you will get there. So yeah. I'm not there yet. Um, so I have such a huge um, faith behind the word yet, because to me, it's like, okay, there's still that hope behind the word yet. Um, so your yeah. friends aren't there yet. But mm -hmm. without a doubt, they will be. Um, and like I said earlier, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be impacting so many more women out there. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, I'm looking forward to it already. Yeah. yeah. And like just the fact that she suggested this topic to me and was like, hey, I think this is important and you should talk about it. And now we're here talking about it. Maybe she's not like here talking about it herself, but she made this happen. So, exactly. She I'm influenced of her it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She influenced yeah. and spoke up about it. Like, Hey, we need right. to talk about this and let's, let's, yeah. and I hope that, do you remember that me too movement that happened a few years back? Yes. 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 Okay. And, and I hope that does, it doesn't die down. I hope that it, we continue right. um, speaking up and I hope that we continue just um, educating ourselves, empowering each other. Um, mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, you know, is don't be afraid to be rude also. So um, we even yeah. tell each other, hey, don't be afraid to be rude. Like if somebody makes you uncomfortable, don't be afraid to walk out. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I think that Me Too movement had come up in another podcast of mine, but it was the Hollywood thing. So, you know, the person was kind yeah. of saying this, maybe dismissing it a little, like, you know, why are they coming out now or and that's when she reached out to me. She was like, hey, like, this is important and people do go through this. And and then she, and that's when she suggested, like, having a podcast about this. And I said, yeah, you're right. We need to talk about this. Yes, no, it's a, definitely an important topic, a topic that I won't stop talking about it, regardless, yeah. um, a topic that I won't stop educating people on it. Um, regardless of how old I am, I, I refuse to, to stop educating and empowering women. Um, but it's definitely a topic that needs to be brought up and needs to be learned from a young age. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because I don't want to say most of it happens when you're young, but a lot of it does. Like It's surprising how many little girls, even little boys, go through it. 
and like oh my goodness yes you would maybe never expect it or you would never if the person doesn't come and tell you you would have never even known I mean it's something that just signs but and sometimes there's not signs sometimes you you won't know like sometimes you don't see it coming um but what I was gonna say oh I was gonna say something it slipped my mind (laughs) sorry no it's okay I that's that's how my brain works (laughs) yeah it'll come back to you but yeah it'll come back to me for sure yeah is there anything else you would like to add on this topic that we're on right now this topic, and I know that I've mentioned this several times, you know, um, but just because I'm so passionate about it, but when it comes to this topic, um, I'm going to highlight on fear will keep us silenced. Fear will keep us in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not what us women were designed to do. That's not what us women were meant to be, um, to be silenced or in one place. Um, so I would say, you know, one and just keep on highlighting is, that it is not your fault, okay? And to every woman who's out there who's currently working on it, I would definitely say, hey, warrior, you're amazing and you're doing it. Like you're really doing this and you are going to one day speak out for that little four-year-old girl, the little four-year-old girl who just doesn't know what to say. So she'll kind of give you a nervous smile. So that's what I would say. I love it. Oh my God. Thank you so much for talking about this. Like I said, she had suggested this topic a long time ago and I was just like, me and my emotions. I'm like, I just need to like, I guess like mentally prepare for it. Yeah. Because I was like, I feel like I'm going to cry and then I'm going to be a mess and I'm trying to be educational. (laughs) No, it is such a, even like when I have um, sessions, you know, and, and they bring out certain topics, um, even with that, like I, I'm telling you, it will, it, it's, it's draining not in a bad way, but it's just, it's such a heavy topic that it really will, you have to invest a lot of energy in. Um, so it's, I am like truly honored to be able to all the women and children and, and adolescents that I have helped in the past. Um, I'm honored to be their advocate. I am honored to, um, be that one stepping stone that could help them into that healing journey. Um, and if you have to step all over me to heal, then honey, do it, you know? <laughs> um, but definitely it, it's, it's such an important topic, um, that I'm truly yeah. passionate about and passionate about educating as well. Yeah. And thank you for talking about it because like you said, whenever you did yours, you had a lot of people reach out to you and tell you, me too. And now that we're going to uh, post this one, I'm sure there's going to be people also messaging us with the, you know, saying, I went through something similar. And hopefully it's, it's able to help them. I Like, I know it sounds maybe like, oh, it's just a podcast, but you just never know who's listening and you never know how they're taking what you're saying. Exactly. And that's what we're here for, you know, is just being able to educate um, the community, educating and empowering women. And and that's Mm -hmm. the reason why people like you and myself, you know, started Mm -hmm. podcasting and started Mm -hmm. talking about these real raw questions um, and topics that Mm -hmm. might be taboo. Um, but it, it really has been an honor just, just sharing this conversation with you. And, um, I hope that through this podcast, through your episode, somebody mm-hmm. is healing from it and that somebody's able to reach out and say, Hey, me too. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad that I was able to listen to it. Now I need to heal. So 
Thank you so much. And it honestly has been an honor to, to share this with you. Uh, well, the honor's mine because I've been looking for like, I'm like, who can I bring in? Who's, you, you know, because like, like I said, like emotions and I'm like, I don't want it to go somewhere where this was not where I intended for it to go. So I'm, I was like, should I bring in a professional? So should I bring in a survivor? And then you're both. So I'm like, and then when you share your story, I was like, well, she's already talking about it. So, you know, it's not like I have, I don't feel like I'm like pushing you to talk about it. So it, it was just perfect. Like it was, it was meant, it was, it was God. <laughs> don't be surprised if, if we get more women saying, hey, I want to share your story. Like I want to meet my story. Um, I want to share my story. So I, let, let's not be surprised and let's look forward to those messages um, of women contacting you and saying, hey, can I share my story too? You know, like, um, so I look forward to those stories as well because um, it's a healing process, but it's, it's, it's a process that will be done and can be done. Yes. So right now you're working towards your LPC, right? Did I say that right, LPC? You sure did. Okay. And yes, so um, right now I'm actually, you know, and everything that I've gone through and not just necessarily the sexual abuse, but um, like I mentioned earlier, some other stuff that I'm still trying to navigate through. Um, all that, when I went through my whole depression spiel, girl, I went through really bad depression, uh, like suicidal and everything. And that actually is what triggered me when I went into counseling and when I saw the benefit that came from it, I, I was like, this, this, I have to do this. And um, I actually, out of fear, because I was so scared about applying into grad school. And I was like, I'm not going to get accepted. Like, it's not going to happen. And um, I remember just getting accepted and starting my semester and loving it. And, and knowing, I'm like, oh my God, like, this is what I was meant to do. Um, so yes, I'm currently working on uh, my LPC, my licensed professional counselor. So I definitely mm -hmm. want to be able to merge everything together and even spirituality, you know, because I do feel like our spiritual health is the foundation to um, our overall health. Yes, um, absolutely. So I, I definitely want to be able to incorporate and merge them both and um, mm -hmm. just be able to be more raw and, and specific on, on a lot of topics that um, may affect us women from, from sexual abuse to infertility to um, self-worth. So these are all mm -hmm. topics that I, I um, am passionate about. Um, and I want to be able to bring life to people um, mm -hmm. through my one-on-one -on -one sessions when I do become a counselor and my podcasting, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. So what else can we expect from our podcast? So right now we have your first episode, which was uh, what we talked about today. And then you also have marriage uh, uh, episodes. Yes, definitely. So right mm -hmm. now we're actually been talking through some um, marriage um, just because, oh my Lord, I, I, I got married about a year ago and that has been a learning experience. Thank you. That has mm -hmm. been a learning experience within itself, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I wanted to be able to bring um, that education. So um, I, I'm constantly reading. I'm reading from other professionals, other points of views. Um, mm -hmm. So I bring them in with either other professionals or other imperfect women. And we just kind of sit down and talk about it and I, and I I like to just be able to ask questions and 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 be able to um I'm telling you our, our family joke we have an inside family joke but my family always says that Vanessa was born talking 
and <laughs> always somebody says in the background and she's still talking <laughs> so i feel like podcasting is perfect uh, so yeah. and that's why i love like pod, um, the, uh, just just being able to maintain this podcast is because i'm yeah. able to um share beautiful conversations with people that mm-hmm. i that i respect and, and that i care for um about topics that i know are beneficial so yes things to look yeah. forward to um mm-hmm. definitely topics right now we've um talked about um imperfect ones so just being in that relationship um, mm-hmm. in the future, I'm definitely want to talk about the feeling of loneliness because that's something that we all face. I want to talk about anxiety and depression. I want to talk about um, infidelity, women that have gone through it. How did it affect your self-esteem? Um, so these are definitely even down to money. Um, so we're all kinds of topics, things that we've all gone through. Um, so it's not just mental health, physical health, um, but even down to our spiritual health. So um, I am planning on bringing um, uh, Pastor Alexa, who is actually the person who helped me go um, and, and, and heal from my process and brought me through that um, or guided me. Um, so I'll be talking about spirituality and, and what that means and why it's so important. So so many topics. Yeah. I'm so excited about it. I really yeah. am. <laughs> I'm looking forward to listening to them. And I look forward to listening to yours because honestly, I, I learned so much from your episodes. I, and I feel like yeah. even empowered. Um, yeah. It's a matter of like side note, but you uh-huh. recently had um, Ilse. Yeah, Did I say that right? Yes. yes. And even yes. that, I'm like, oh, this yeah. is so like, like, because mm-hmm. I didn't even think about. So I love the yeah. fact that you are hitting so many topics, um, mm-hmm. topics that I like, I wouldn't have talked about social marketing. Like that's just, I don't know. <laughs> so the yeah. fact that you're even um, talking about that, I, I feel like you're almost like developing all these boss babes, you know, <laughs> love. like you said, building from the inside out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it started that way. I was like, I'm going to talk about, you know, emotional health, physical, like just focus on health. And then I guess like, since I do so many different things, I'm like, this has helped me. So I want to share it with them too. And then I'll just throw it in there. And my friends are kind of like, you just talk about whatever, like, basically it's not just health there. Like sometimes you go political. Sometimes you talk about like business, sometimes (laughs) self-development. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna keep the title as it is. And I'm just gonna talk about whatever I feel will benefit people. That is amazing. And, and I love that mm-hmm. you do that because you're not keeping that information to yourself. You're not keeping what makes you successful. You're not just keeping it to yourself, but you're actually wanting mm-hmm. to empower women. And I feel like that's that's such an amazing role that you have on your behalf. And keep on, like, just go all different topics because I look forward <laughs> to it too. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, after this one, I think I'm going to start being consistent again I took a week off because it's very time consuming and then I have a business and I have you know all these things going on and and I have a business coach and she's like you know the podcast you're not like profiting off of it right now so maybe you should leave it to the side because it's a hobby and I'm like but it's more than a hobby to me so I'm like I don't want to let it go and she's like okay well then do soon because you know we need to save time here and you know she's been trying to help me organize myself and I'm like I, I know you're, you're thinking money, but I'm like, this is just so meaningful to me that I'll, I'll find a way, but I'm going to keep doing it. Well, definitely. One thing I'm going to tell you is you're not making, mm-hmm. or you said you're not making profits yet. 
because I have no doubt that it'll definitely get there because you have such strong, powerful messages behind each one. Um, so I have no doubt. And who knows, you might be a millionaire after all these, you know, episodes. <laughs> well, I guess I'm not even like trying to profit off of it. Like I genuinely like doing them and I genuinely want to help other people. So I haven't taken like sponsorships or anything. There's one one person, one business owner who said he wanted to boost the video. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. But I don't charge people to come on the podcast. I don't charge people to come and promote their business or whatever they do, because what I want from them is the information and I want to spread it. Wow. And anyone who doesn't have the money to pay for coaching or counseling or whatever, it's not, you know, a full course, but it's like little pieces of information here or there that might help them. So that's my goal. And I'm like, if I don't make money off of it, I don't care. I'm not trying to. And, <laughs> and that's she's like, how you, you shouldn't know. think that way. Yeah. And she's like, you, should, you need to make money. No, like, I know, but I just, it's like, I feel very passionate about this. <laughs> and that's how you know that you're also passionate behind the title of it that monetary isn't really, um, as important. Um, so you, that just shows that you really are passionate about building women from the inside out or men too. So that's good. Yeah. Anyone who wants to listen. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to touch a little bit, um, just quickly on, you know, you say you help people also with anxiety and depression, maybe just little tips here and there on how to cope with it. Yeah. So with anxiety and depression, anxiety and depression is just one of those things that my goodness, you could live in. And, and I'm telling you because out of experience, I'm not, you know, this isn't out of textbook. This is out of experience, but with anxiety and depression, it, it's almost as like living in a cage almost that that's the vision that comes to mind. You know, you're so limited to things and situations and goals and dreams that, um, you, you put yourself out to be. So with, and, and um, there's, and, and I'm sure you're aware of this, there's something called cognitive behavior therapy, okay? So just basically our, our thoughts, you know, affect our feelings and actions. Um, so with depression and anxiety, when, when, it, when a youth comes to me and we're talking anxiety or even depression, um, we start analyzing thoughts. So what thoughts are going through your mind? If you see that situation, if you see that girl, if you see um, maybe a new opportunity, what are the thoughts that are coming through your mind? Is it, I'm not good enough? Um, Is it, uh, no, I won't be able to amount to that. Is it, oh man, she has all these great people on the podcast. I can't do that. So what are the thoughts that are coming through your mind? Because all that will start affecting. Here's the thing. Um, I refuse to live a negative life. Okay, so there's the, the, the quote that it is impossible to live a, a positive life with a negative mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, yeah. under depression and anxiety, that's not a positive life. Yeah. That's not the life I want. That's not, that's not the life anybody wants, let's be real. Um, so with, with that, that means that we'd have to definitely start changing the way we think about things, the way we view things. So start seeing that glass halfway full. Um, mm-hmm. So that's when we start going into um, really those um, self-assessments. So what thoughts are you having? Um, and some kids are like, I don't know. And I'm like, no, 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 you, you, yes, you do. You know, we have over 60,000 thoughts in one day. Yes, you do know. So they, they start like writing things down and um, being able to learn how to flip that script. Is it easy? No, it's not easy at all, but it's doable. Oh, you froze. Vanessa? Depression, maybe viewing. 
Yes. Oh, there you go. Sorry, you had frozen. Okay, my. Oh man. Okay, okay. I was on a roll too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it's my internet. So with. No, probably not. Um, okay. Okay. So with um, depression now, it's just being able to change your thoughts. Um, so for an example, um, let's say that now you have a low self-esteem which by the way, it's my favorite topic to talk about. That's my favorite thing. One of my favorite things to, to, to discuss with women about is your self-worth, okay? So um, as, uh, this is so funny. My grandma, growing up, I remember my grandma would talk to the plants and, and one day I walked out and she's like, you know, talking to them and I'm like, what are you doing? And she said, you didn't know. She said, if you talk good, I was like, I don't know, like 10, 11. And she said, if you talk good to your plants, they grow more. I just remember saying, okay, okay yeah. <laughs> yeah, and thinking like, oh my gosh, she's lost her marbles, and she was like, look, she started like, you know, like, yeah, I'm praying, and oh, Jesus loves you, and you know, the Lord is good, and like, she's like, look, the, the plants are moving, and, and, and they were, I mean, don't get me wrong, they uh -huh. were, but I just remember yeah. saying, grandma, that's the breeze <laughs> from like the AC, like that, that, they're not moving, but now it's like, oh, wait, there's research on this, yeah. oh, wait, that's true, so if, if our words, if our thoughts can make a plant grow, what more can it do to my mind? What more can it do to my soul? What can it do to me and my physical body? So that's when I start teaching these children um, and, and, and youth. It's like, okay, we need to start changing our language. Well, Vanessa, it's not that easy when you're constantly hearing a parent say how worthless you are. That's when we start changing. Yeah that thought mm -hmm. um and sometimes it's not it's not easy so that's mm -hmm. when we start taking it to actions okay then do something let's do something mm -hmm. they'll go and help someone they'll give um, a friend a, a, a bottled water they will talk to a teacher and, and compliment someone you would be amazed at the power that comes behind helping someone and, and when yeah. i when i say helping someone i mean like oh you see a homeless person hey here's some water or you see her friend who's maybe having a hard day. Hey, did you, did you want my snack? Something small like this, any positive action, of course, yeah. um, or even for yourself. So my favorite um, activity to do with youth, and, and, and I, I make them do this because I did it and it helped mm -hmm. me out. But if, if a plant can grow with my positive words, and there was actually another research that was done with rice. Apparently mold just started growing with the rice that was negative words on. But oh, if, a, yeah, there was, that's a whole different um, research that was done as well. But if a plant is able to grow with my words, that I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep my help, myself good. So a lot of my youth will, I will challenge them that every single day to do three things. Okay. You have to tell me, or you could, you know, just put it on a sticky note. Um, the way that I did, I did it for 30 days and, um, I had to write it in a dry erase board around my mirror. Okay. So three things, one thing that you like about your appearance, one thing that you like about your life and one thing, um, that you like about you as a person. So like your personality. Okay. And I always warn them, I always warn my youth, like, hey, this is, um, it's going to be easy at first, because at first you're like, oh, my family, you know, I like my, my long dark hair, and you know, I'm really funny. Second day is going to be easy. 
But when you start hitting day seven, day 18, day 22, and you're like, oh my gosh, uh, something about my physical appearance. Um, my ears, I guess. I have kind of cute ears, I guess. <laughs> and you won't believe it at the moment. I remember writing things down like, oh, my lamp. I have electricity in my <laughs> lamp. I don't know. <laughs> and writing that down. For 30 days, I did, I did this. And I, I am like so convinced that this is a, key, a huge key that helped me out of that depression. Because it got to a point that every single time I turned on the electricity, and I still do this, every time I go and turn on the electricity, I am grateful that I have that electricity going oh, through. Wow. Every time that I go into a bathroom and I turn on the um, warm water, and I can wash my hands, I am so grateful for that. So it's those little things when you start really valuing the small things in you. So the fact that oh, I kind of have cute ears, right? Um, those kind of small things, then you are able to really start seeing happiness on a whole different level. So it really like does that. start on, on the whole thoughts. Um, I've done it with my youth and almost all of them that have tried to come back and they're like, Vanessa, this works. Like, it's so good. Like I, I really do feel better about myself. Um, yeah. but you know, you, you, it's amazing how much here in America we do take for granted just because I lived in Guatemala in, in, in a rural country, um, mm -hmm. in a rural community. Um, so mm -hmm. I know what it's like to not have, you know, uh, warm yeah. water in your bathroom. So mm -hmm. any little thing I'm, I'm grateful for. So a grateful heart is a happy heart. The Bible tells us so. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of want to try that now. I hadn't heard of that. At first of all, you meant like put the three and then just leave them there every day. But every day is something you have to write something different, right? Yes, write something different. You can't repeat. The reason why is because it's going to push you. It's going to push you to start looking at the little stuff. Start okay. looking like, well, you know, and, and at first you might not believe it. At first it's going to be like, oh, I don't know, my nose, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but the more you start saying it, the more you start seeing it, the more you start repeating it, you're going to start believing it. And when you believe on it, you act on it. And that's when you start feeling confident within yourself. Forget what everyone else says. Yeah. So I love this. So I was thinking right now when we were talking that anxiety, depression, self-esteem, all of that could also be something caused by what we just talked about. Maybe the person or the girl or whoever went through abuse and then now they're experiencing anxiety or depression or low self-esteem. So I think if you if you want, um, I would like to do a part two and folk and now talk about anxiety, depression and low self-esteem. Because yeah. I don't so I think since you're that's what you do for a living, you help mm -hmm. people who go through that. I'm sure you, I feel like you're the perfect person to talk about it and kind of give us some, you know, more information. Extra on tips. It. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, well, it is always an honor um, just to be able to converse with you. So, I mean, you tell me whatever you need help from me and anything. And um, like mm -hmm. I always tell people, I'm here to serve. So, para servirle yeah. siempre, like they say in Spanish. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can do another episode and then that would be. The focus since the focus was you know uh abuse on this episode For and sure, then on the next yeah. episode you know because that it could be something that causes that and it's not the oh, only thing sure. that causes anxiety and depression and low self-esteem but it's one of the things that could cause it so i think, For sure. I think and, a part and two would be good Oh, for, I know. I definitely agree with you. Mm -hmm. One of the things um, okay. is just, uh, what is it called? 
it's a specific syndrome that's um but it's when the person who's sexually abused so when it's happened so many times you start creating that connection with your abuser okay oh, there's there's a oh my god and, and i i know the name but it's just not there yet um it's but, not stock stockholm right yes yeah, stockholm syndrome it is okay Yes, Stockholm okay. syndrome. So you start developing that connection with your abuser. Um, oh, so wow. for an example, um, actually, years ago, I spoke to someone who had been abused um, by her dad. And um, she said it got to a point where she would look for it. Okay, I spoke to children, and they would tell me the same thing. And it goes even back to kidnapping, you know, like people who've been um, just kidnapped from someone. Um, it goes back to that Stockholm syndrome. It's just having that connection with someone. Um, so it, it, it really, um, that I'm not too knowledgeable on, but I feel like it is such, um, as a matter of fact, not too long ago, I had to help one of our youth um, mm -hmm. and make a report against her teacher because she had developed Stockholm syndrome against him. Um, and, oh girl, it was such, it, it was all over the news. And when it oh. went on social media, like all these women, oh, I told you this happened. This happened to me too. And he's been doing this to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So, um, it, she had developed that. So her and I had to kind of talk about that Stockholm syndrome too, but mm. I'm not, I'm not as knowledgeable um when it comes to that or even like how to help women through that process um but it's 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 a real topic yeah well I mean just even mentioning it right now I didn't know I hadn't heard of it I heard of like the kidnapping one but I hadn't heard of the other one yeah 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 so it's pretty much the same thing it just you know you, you build which is why a lot of times they they won't um make a report against their abuser because you end up connecting that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, we could talk a little bit about that also, if you want mm -hmm. to, just depending on how you feel about it. Yeah. With Stockholm syndrome, because I'm not mm -hmm. as educated on it, I feel like I can mm -hmm. explain it to people, but um, I wouldn't know how to like help necessarily. Get out yeah. Of it. Okay. And I should I should do more research on this. To be honest with you, I should be able to um. I should, I, I'm going to put that on my to-do list is being able to educate okay. myself more. So maybe by the next um, episode, we can definitely mm -hmm. have more education on this. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would be mm. beneficial because yeah, there's, yeah. there's some things that you hear and you're like, that's crazy. That would never happen. And then it's like so many crazy things are happening. So, so many, just never so know. many. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you would like to add? <laughs> No, you know, that, that is it just, um, more empowering and, and loving yourself and telling women to just love on themselves, because if we don't do it, it's nobody else's responsibility or job too. Yeah. Well, and then how can they find you on social media? Yeah. So on social media, I'm actually on Instagram. I'm not as active on Facebook, but I'm on Facebook too, under Ness, N-E-S-S underscore Ceballos, C-E-B-A-L-L-O-S. Um, so I, I'm there. I'm also on my podcast is on um, Spotify, Apple. And um, I always tell people, hey, if there's anything as far as um, a podcast or the subject that you want to talk about, if you want to be a guest, you know, imperfectwomanpodcast at gmail.com. So uh, I'm always ready to talk to women and just be able to connect and, and make friends too yeah of course <laughs> all right well thank you so much for being here today and taking the time out of your day to talk to us and share your story with us and 
all your knowledge that you have and your healing process. Thank no, you. thank you. Honestly, it is an honor. Like I said, thank you so much. And I hope that um, we do this again shortly. So looking forward to it. If you like this podcast, share it. Maybe it will be of help to someone you know. And if you don't want to miss any of our podcasts, follow us on social media and subscribe to our channel. Philip from the Inside Out wants to give you a 10% discount on your next supplement purchase at www.bcnsubs.com. Just use code BUILT at checkout. Thank you so much for listening.